from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. From Adventist World Radio in Pune. A warm welcome to you as you join us. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspirational music, health talk on principles of life that are basic. With more enjoyable music, you'll also hear God's word to enrich you spiritually. This is your host, Sharad. And I'm Maureen, and you're listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. I 
time to hear a health talk. Stay with us. Today we'll be speaking about premature birth. Dear listeners, today we'll be speaking about premature birth. Dr. Richard Yuki, a medical doctor working in the United States, say that the World Health Organization monitors the leading causes of death around the world and it identifies premature birth and low birth weight babies as the 10th leading cause of death on earth, resulting in more than 1 million deaths every year. Most pregnancies last 40 weeks. Prematurity is defined as a birth that occurs more than 3 weeks early. The developing infant has less time to mature inside the mother's womb. As a result, the baby is at risk of being born with serious medical problems. There may be breathing problems because the lungs are not fully developed. There is also an increased risk of bleeding into the brain at the time of delivery. A premature baby can have problems with vision and hearing. Problems with normal nerve development may develop later in life. Problems such as cerebral palsy and learning disabilities. If labor begins early, doctors may try to delay the delivery with medicines to give the baby more time to develop in the womb. The medicines they use to delay labor can cause the mother severe muscle weakness, rapid heart rate, blood sugar problems and such symptoms as headaches and nausea. The doctor has to weigh the potential risks of the medicines against the baby's risks from being born too early. If the mother is going into labor before 28 weeks of pregnancy, the doctor will probably give some medicines. If the pregnancy has lasted more than 28 weeks, labor and delivery will probably be allowed to proceed without making attempts to delay it. The specific cause of any particular premature birth is often not clear, but risk factors include such lifestyle issues as smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, using street drugs, poor nutrition and being overweight. Also, untreated medical problems such as high blood pressure or diabetes may increase the risk. Stressful life events such as the death of a loved one or domestic violence also known to increase the risk of delivering a pregnancy prematurely. What can a mother do to prevent a premature birth and a low birth weight baby? Through pregnancy, God allows women to participate in His creation of new life. That is a high honor as well as an enormous responsibility. If you are considering having a baby or if you are not pregnant, provide an environment for your baby that ensures the best possible chance for it to develop normally. Living a healthy lifestyle helps to prevent premature labor and a low birth weight infant. So avoid dangerous activities such as smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol or taking street drugs. If it is possible, see a doctor regularly while you are pregnant to allow for monitoring of your health and your baby's health. Eat healthy foods starting months before you become pregnant and throughout your pregnancy. Eating regular nutritious food rather than unhealthy snacks. Get treatment from the chronic health conditions you may have diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure. Limit your stress to the extent it is possible to do so. Set aside some quiet time every day to relax and ask for help 
if you have duties that are too difficult for you some pregnant mothers start having signs of going to premature labor if they stand on their feet too long your doctor may suggest that you work fewer hours at your job another thing that you should consider is to take care of your teeth while you are pregnant some studies suggest that inflammation of your gums is associated with early labor and premature birth so brush and floss daily how does one treat a low birth weight baby an infant with birth weight of less than 5 pounds or 2500 grams it is very important that a baby with low birth weight be given good nutrition following birth breast milk is ideal if mother has adequate milk also research shows that 15 to 20% of low birth weight babies have some bleeding into their brain during delivery so the doctor will need to give a low birth weight baby medicines just after delivery to lower the risk of developing a deadly bleed high blood sugar in the first few hours of life is another common problem in low birth weight babies and the doctor must treat it in summary while all premature babies cannot be avoided the strategies that help prevent prematurity and low birth weight babies include some things you can do to lower the risks get proper nutrition and adequate rest avoid lifestyle evils such as cigarettes alcohol and street drugs your baby will have a better chance of developing normally thank you for our nice health talk we are sure it was hope for the despondent cheer for the sick and rest for the weary keep listening to awr it will open the door to a new experience in your life to know more on our program you are welcome to write to us on adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 411001 maharashtra india you can also email us on adventist media center at gmail.com You could also hear all our programs on our website that's on awr.org/englishprogram Before you hear God's word here's another song Thou art calling 
Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. 
I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Emma Elizabeth Talbot. Three children fought over their father's rather sizable estate until the only thing that was left were three attorneys that had brand new Mercedes. And, you know, very often we'll see that where the heirs are unhappy with the distribution of the father's wealth, and so they will fight until the only thing that is left is wealthy attorneys. That happened in this particular case. The father would, would have been very sad to know how his children responded. Yeah, and sometimes this happens because、uh, people lose sight of the bigger picture. That's right. What is it that is happening? Instead of being thankful that they are part of the picture, that's right. They, they start wanting more and more. And, you know, sometimes we get anxious about money and inheritance. Yeah, my inheritance was good, but it should have been better. I should have more than you, or something of that nature.、Yeah. It's just kind of silly.、But、yes, and today, actually,、uh, we're going to look at a parable that Jesus told when he discussed.、Um, Salvation and the fact that、uh, he gives it to us by grace through the death of his son, and how sometimes religious、uh, systems want to take over and say, No, we have a whole different plan, and、mm-hmm. they fight between themselves for the inheritance. That's right. Like if you could monopolize. Yeah, you know, grace. Like we, we can control the kingdom of God, we can control his grace, and so we fight over that. How silly. Yeah, you know, many times I've seen、uh, religious systems monopolize grace.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like、uh, we don't want to hear about any other religious. Group, it's just us,、yeah. you know, and, and here we have a parable about that. It's, it's quite an interesting parable. So, we're going to take you there, Matthew chapter 21, and we're going to start on verse 33, but we're going to just read only verse 33 to tell you something really interesting. Okay, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, he put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. Okay, it's very important that we pause here to take a look at the detailed description、yeah. that we are given about this landowner.、Mm-hmm. Not only does he have a vineyard, but he does very specific things to this vineyard. He, he puts a wall around it to protect it, right? That's right. He digs a, a wine press. In the middle of it. So he, he really has great plans for all the fruit that, that's、right. going to come out out of this vineyard. And on top of that, he builds a tower. He can oversee、mm-hmm. the whole vineyard from this tower. That's right. He's going to protect it. He's watching over it. But because he's going to go on a journey, he decides to rent this beloved, wonderful vineyard that he has put so much effort in. He's going to rent it out to some vine growers while he's gone. That's right. They're going to take care of it for him. They, they receive their wages. And they're supposed to take care of this man's vineyard. Now, what I want to tell you is what、uh, Matthew's audience heard when they heard this description, because this was a particular description about Israel itself. That's right. And, and actually, so、uh, detailed that it's almost word by word. So,、mm-hmm. we're going to take you to the description of Israel that Jesus is actually quoting from in this verse. So, that is the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah、again. chapter 5, the song of the vineyard is what this is called. That's right. This is another parable of the vineyard in, in Isaiah chapter 5. And this is where Jesus is quoting from when he describes the vineyard. So, we're going to take you there, Isaiah chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a winepress as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, 
but it yielded only bad fruit. Okay, it's very important that we understand that Jesus is quoting from this description of Israel because at the end of the parable, we're going to be told the people, the leaders of Israel, understood perfectly that he was talking about them because mm-hmm. look at the details on the on the description. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a good vineyard. He looks at the choicest vine. Remember, he uh, dug around it and That's he right. built the tower. He built the wall. And so this is exactly the same vineyard that Jesus is talking about. That's it's right. not just a vineyard. No. It's actually Israel. And, and the uh, illustration of a vineyard was often used to describe Israel, God's chosen people. That nation that he set there for a particular purpose, they were to yield fruit for him. That's right. So here, uh, when we understand the context, that Jesus is actually saying, look, I, I have my people here, and I'm going to leave other people to to work this this vineyard and I'm expecting great fruit. That's right. I'm expecting a great harvest mm-hmm. and uh, the renters are have only been given this for a little while. Yeah. It's interesting. The vineyard belongs to who? To God. To God. <laughs> and yeah. and these uh the people that are taking care of it are hired hands. Yeah, it's very interesting because throughout the Bible um the people that take care of the religious groups take different forms. Sometimes right. they're the shepherd mm-hmm. of the people. In this case they the are the vine that's right. In this that's case right. they rent the vineyard, and they're going to take care of the vineyard for the landowner. That's right. And so uh, he's provided everything necessary for the vineyard to grow and to prosper and to produce a good harvest. And so we uh, go back to the parable on chapter 21 of Matthew, and we started on verse 34 after the description of this vineyard. And so let's read verse 34. Uh, 34 is, it says this, When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. I don't know if you have ever rented a place, (laughs) but when you send somebody to collect the rent, you wouldn't expect uh, those people to treat your messenger that way. I mean, they should be thankful they have a place to be. And in this case, um, you know, the, the society was what we call a limited good society. So people were very used to renting land Mm -hmm. or renting places to grow their produce Mm -hmm. because most of them could not actually own them. Yeah, they couldn't afford to buy it. So this was a a practice that was really common in the first century Mediterranean culture. Mm -hmm. And so here... You know, this landowner sends the servants to get some of the produce because right. they're paying through produce. Don't, right. don't forget the description of Israel. God is expecting great fruit. That's right. But uh, they treat them very badly. And then verse 36, uh, then he sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. Can you imagine the desperation of this landowner that yeah. keeps sending messengers, keeps, keeps sending somebody to say, hey, how, how's the fruit going? And all these people get killed by the renters. That's right. Basically, they, they owe him something. They have given, he's given them the privilege of working this land. He said, here it is. All I ask for is a, a portion of the produce. You can use my land. You can use my vineyard. You can uh, make yourselves wealthy. But I do ask for a portion of this. Yes. And what is interesting about this is that eventually he says, I'm going to send my son. I mean, I'm sure that they understand that he's the real heir. That's right. I mean, he's the one that, is, that this vineyard really belongs to. It belongs to. to him, not to them. And and here here's is the verse where oh, I, I I really get very passionate about this topic because mm-hmm. unfortunately I've seen many times when religious systems decide that they own it. That's right. 
that they own it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many books out there that talk about the monopolizing of grace. When I tell you, hey, uh, you're not going to get grace unless you believe exactly like me because I'm the owner of That's this right. message. I own the vineyard, evidently. You know, I, I'm taking it away from God. I'm going to claim it. Verse 38, but when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. And Jesus is saying, if you understand this parable, what do you think the owner of the vineyard is going to do when he comes? What is he going to do to those renters, the ones that mm-hmm. were supposed to be in charge mm-hmm. of the vineyard? And if the vineyard is Israel, the renters are the leaders of, of Israel, in this case, in the religious context, mm-hmm. that they are leading the people. And then these people said to him, hey, we know what he's going to do. Verse 41. He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. See, this is one of the verses that is not regularly found in the other Gospels where where Matthew is saying, look, we are not doing our job as Israel. God is going to give it to whoever is going to produce groups. And, and many people see this the moment where the church changes hands to mm-hmm. everybody, not just Jews, but also Gentiles. That when it becomes open and, and now the vine is, is much bigger than just one nation. But you know what? There's still the tendency for religious groups today to think that they own the vine, that they own the vineyard, you know, and they have the right to say who gets in and who doesn't. And then we refuse to give God his due. That's right. And so Jesus will say, look, um, the news of the gospel of the death of my death mm-hmm. can do two things. You either accept it in humility or you're proud and That's look right. what's going to happen. So he talks to them about this prophecy on the cornerstone. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. is the cornerstone and this prophecy is in Psalm 118. But let's talk about uh, how he uses it in this parable, verse 42. Uh, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then, then he said, I, I say to you, the kingdom of God is taken away from you and given to another people that are going to produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and then he says this very strange little verse. Yeah. He who falls on the stone will be broken, but whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. That's right. Basically, what this means is when you encounter the death of Jesus Christ, you can either be proud and mm-hmm. it will scatter you. It, or will, you, it will crush you. That's right. Or you can be broken to pieces in the sense that you're going to be broken by the humility that you understand that this is the way of salvation. You fall on the rock, you recognize your limitations, you humble yourself and you receive the gracious gift that comes from God's hand. He wants to give you the produce of the vineyard. That's right. It says here that the chief priests on verse 45 understood yeah. that he was talking about them and they, they tried to take him. That's right. So I want to tell you that if you have been a victim of some kind of monopoly, mm-hmm. this is not God's way. There's only one heir and it's through Jesus Christ and it's through his death that you're That's right. As religious leaders, we don't control the kingdom. It is controlled by Jesus, and he gives it to whomever comes to him and says, Lord, I want your kingdom. Please remember me. Amen. May God bless you. Let's pray. Our gracious and loving Father which art in heaven, we praise you and we honor you as our eternal God. Lord Jesus, may we share the love and testimony to our fellow men. May our faith be stronger in you as days pass by. Strengthen us to do thy will through the faith in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.
With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune, 41001, Maharashtra, India. You may also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr.org/englishprogram. This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then we wish you goodbye and God bless you. 